Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. And I am Pat. And today we are joined by the artistic director of the Magnet Theater in New York City, Megan Gray. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Megan. Yeah. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's warm out there today. I know. Which I was really delighted by. And, yeah. uh, and I had the day off, so I was like, oh, Ooh. this is really nice. Uh, yeah. Convenient. It's Perfect. rare. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> it's real nice. A warm day off a in warm December? Day off? Oh, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, unheard <laughs> no of. No check, please. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. <laughs> um, well, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. Uh, we are excited about this one. Um, and before we jump into it, let's have a little something about what we've been listening to lately. Yeah. Sure. Uh, this is real. I have been listening to a lot of K-pop. Uh, it started off as a joke, <laughs> which meant like I would go to my friends, we'd hang out, and then towards the end of the night, we would sit down and watch K-pop music videos because... They are insane. Yeah. Like the production quality is crazy. Yeah. And the first couple of times I was like, yeah, that was kind of fun and whatever. Uh, and then slowly it snowballed to attempting to dance along to those videos mm-hmm. until I hit a point where I was like, I think I might actually just really enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but there is one song in particular that I really enjoy. It's by a band called T-A-R-A. So it's T-A-R-A mm-hmm. called Roly Poly. Oh. I do not do not know what it is about. Okay, but the fashion in that music video is wonderful. Yeah, so. Are they like a, a, a men's K-pop or a, a women's? K-pop? A women's K-pop. Women's K-pop. Is K- K-pop is both, right? Like it's not just specifically. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should know the that. men's K-pop that I've listened to, little too dramatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little too moody. Yeah. That's what the, that's what the ladies like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you whether K-pop is moody or not moody. <laughs> Ly- uh, lyrically, it, it just sounds um, fun. Yeah, yeah and I'm also fun. very aware I do not know what these songs are about, but yeah. I'm enjoying them. Yeah, so well, that's I'll the power that. of music. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, that is important. Yeah, um, I have been listening this week uh, because we're it's this is the week it's about to be Christmas. Um, yes. Should be no surprise at all. I've been listening to Last Christmas, <gasps> the Carly Rae Jepsen version, oh. <laughs> her one and only holiday song. Yeah. Um, you know what? That song uh, doesn't need to be covered anymore. It's been covered by everyone. Uh, arguably, her cover does not need to exist at all. Yeah. But it's a pretty good cover. Uh, the original, still one of the greats. Great oh, holiday yeah. song. Absolutely. Oh, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So mm-hmm. uh, in in the apartment, uh, my boyfriend has been putting up his his iPod. So I've been listening to a lot of like his music. It's so far been a lot of James Taylor and Cat Stevens, <laughs> like a lot of just like the uh, a lot about like men and their fathers, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, boys and their fathers. Uh, a lot of just like really mellow dishwashing music, and like in the background working music. So it's uh, it's been a very mellow week. Yeah. yeah. I just watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, yes. which is like just a father-son movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there is that moment where he gets like the new iPod, right? With yes. the Cat Stevens loaded up. Uh-huh. Maybe that's what, because we also watched Guardians uh-huh. of the Galaxy 2 just the other week. So that might have been what spurned it on. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, uh, and we also watched an episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia today that mm-hmm. also featured Cat Stevens' uh, uh, Cats in the Cradle and mm-hmm. Silver Spoon. Which one's Ooh. that? I do yeah. Is that the name of the song? 
No. Uh, what the hell's the name of that song? I don't oh, know. Uh, Is it important? It's not time to be. It, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got the moment uh, stuff at some moonlight point. Moonlight Serenade. No. No. Uh, no, it's Harry Chapin, and it is Cats in the Cradle. That is. But he. Um, oh, I think that is also in the mix in there. Yeah, I think that sounds right. It's all the same. Yeah. Um, all the same vibe, all yes. the same mm-hmm. era. Exactly. <laughs> so that's been my week. Love it. Really, yeah. That's great. Really mellow. Uh, what song did you want to talk with us about today? Okay, so it's called The Freshman by Verve Pipe. And uh, yeah, it's, I believe, 94. Okay. I believe it's it's it's. I, I believe it's. Ninety six. Yeah. It's yeah. It's ninety four, ninety six. I knew it was like one of the evens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna listen to a clip of it. Great. Right now. I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. This is where he's setting you up. Yeah. For the vibe. Very moody. Yes. You get it Very now. Moody. You're in. Yes. And. Yeah. It's gonna get big. <laughs> yeah. At some point in the song, maybe not in this clip though. Yeah. This is like he's just like thinking. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's like thinking couch. about the past. This is a man with another man who knows how to play guitar. Yes. <laughs> One man who knows. And how to I believe sing. in the music video, his hair is very bleached blonde. Mm-hmm. Part of it, not oh, yeah. like all of it. And it's yeah. very shaggy. It was indeed the era of only bleaching part of your hair. Yes, exactly. Um, beautiful. So that's just a little taste. Oh yeah. That song gets a lot more intense. Yes, um, and 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 not and, and like better, but also not better. It's like exactly. not a great song, but it's packed with emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's let's venture a guess as to why you chose this song. Okay. Pat, I think that you discovered this song. Uh, you used to drive to school. In an Oldsmobile station wagon. <laughs> and your friend's older brother had this on a cassette tape. And it was the only cassette that was in the car. So it was played a lot. Wow. Wow. Great guess. Um, can I say yes or no? You Wait well, well, oh, Wait until oh, I guess. Oh, wait, okay. And then you can tell us we're both wrong. Great. Because <laughs> <laughs> we will okay. be wrong. We're, I don't think we've ever been right. Okay. I mean. Well, these are That's a great guess. Unless you're like vague enough. If you're like, high school. Yeah. Um, well, judging by the year, you can probably guess a little. Okay, it's go. a guess though. Yeah. My my guess is basically exactly that. I would guess this actually at least came to popularity your actual freshman year of high school, and uh, but oh God, but you wouldn't have related to the content of it maybe. But I think it. I think sometimes songs are like an anthem, um, even if they're not supposed to be. Right. And my guess is that this was kind of like a misunderstood anthem. And if it's <laughs> not a misunderstood anthem, then my condolences already. <laughs> uh, is it about something I don't know? Like it's I, about a suicide. Is it? Yeah. Wow. I get. I didn't know that. Exactly. <laughs> I, like, yeah, there I we guess go. I just like didn't really listen to it. Uh, you're both wrong. Great. But in like some ways, correct. <laughs> cool. In when it hit me and like mm-hmm. sort of like the emotional punch uh it was uh i discovered it on it was made for me on a mixtape uh by uh my boyfriend then and my boyfriend now mr lewis cornfeld yes uh he put it on a mixtape for me uh i was living 
uh, I, I was in an exchange program when I was 15, and so for six months, uh, a, a, a girl from the Czech Republic lived with me, and then I went to go live with her. So I was gone for six months, mm -hmm. uh, and while I was gone, he would send me mixtapes, and this was on one of the mixtapes, and I would play it over and over again, wow. uh, and it just like packed all this like, uh, he <laughs> this is what he thinks of our relationship, of this like very like uh, emotional journey and uh -huh. how much he missed me and uh, yeah I also have another side story mm -hmm. so when I was a freshman in uh, NYU uh, my RA put together a very poor uh, very shoddy <laughs> PowerPoint presentation and had this as the song and showing videos of uh, or like no they were they, they were not videos back then uh, it was like just shots of us and photographs scanned into a computer uh -huh. of us throughout the year and so this song photos of all of us from our floor uh -huh. again, throughout the year and I remember getting really teary-eyed <laughs> and emotional. <laughs> I think all of us started crying because we were, we were no longer freshmen. I know. We the, could not yeah, be held innocence lost. It's like, oh God. Yeah. I love that. Those are two both, both yeah. great. Yeah. So like hearing it when I was like a sophomore yeah. in, in high school and then as a fre at the end of freshman year, like hit me twice. Yeah. My life. Yeah. Um, Mixtapes. I think it's a, I think it's like a, thing these days for people of our age group to be like what happened like kids don't know what they're missing because no. they didn't they yeah. don't have mixtapes anymore like maybe they I mean, they have playlists right they can like do some version of this yeah but something ought, like immediately feels less than about it it's less effort yeah also uh, with a mixtape you had to like write on it like mm -hmm. you had that person's handwriting that person yeah. had to like put some kind of thought into it and you'd have the case and sometimes there were like pictures on it and it was like a lot more. What, uh, what did like craft. what did those mean to you? And or and maybe at that age too, it's like, what did they let you know about Lewis? You know? Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah. What what's it, it, he prefaced it with like these are all songs that are very important to me. <laughs> so it was also we had just started dating, so it was mm -hmm. like a little bit of a, a look into him as yeah. well. Um, so it was it was very much like oh he really cares, and so it was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was very emotional. Yeah. yeah. I still have the tape. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Cool. Do you have uh, a way to play it? No, uh, I, you know what? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I have. I, I think somewhere, my mom definitely does. Yeah. Because I just bought her an AM, FM radio tape player last nice. Christmas. And she says she loves it. She uses it every day. <laughs> she I mean, likes to play. tapes are coming back. They actually are. Really? It's, yeah. a, it's an odd thing of like the... The punk scene and like kind of like DIY recording scene. Yeah, it's just like it's cheaper make to get tapes because it's like it's like a business card, mm. and usually there's a download code inside of it anyways, so oh, people yeah. can like get your music, but you have this like physical reminder of yeah. uh, what that band was. Wow. So when you were abroad and you had this mixtape, did you also have like a Walkman to I take did. around? Oh, I totally did. Nice. Yeah, I had a Walkman <laughs> and it had a radio, and there was like a mm. radio station that would play. American songs and I remember uh, I was like sitting in um, Winchester Square and suddenly <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany started playing <laughs> and I remember just getting so excited um, so that was my other background my back my backup song was Breakfast at Tiffany oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that is a great listening song listening to the radio yeah just, you can't control it <laughs> whatever comes up yeah there there was something about uh, mixtapes and even mixed CDs, when that became the format du jour, that at that age, 
I don't think I was very good with like words. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I am now, <laughs> um, but uh, it was like the primary way to show effort yeah. and to show interest yeah. in someone romantically was to kind of like assemble these other people who could do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Or to kind of like show off like mm -hmm. your versatility. Like if there was a mixtape that had like, had like an old song and like a new song and then like a song you never would find, like it showed something about you and that like, oh, I'm real cool. <laughs> like that kind of, yeah, that versatility of character and, and what you like, which I think you were just yeah. always trying to impress everyone all the time mm -hmm. when you're that age. Yeah, because it felt like a science to like pairing the mm -hmm. songs. Because yeah. I definitely had some tapes that were just bad. Because it was just like I had one song recorded and then another one would come on the radio and go, yes. oh, I want that too. Uh -huh. So it would be like Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Beatles, Rage <laughs> Against the Machine. Does not work. No. It's a hard transition. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then you get like a little bit of an ad sometimes or like or you cut that. off the top of the song a little bit because yeah. you're so excited to just like tape it. Mm -hmm. I definitely had one that um, I recorded in like sixth grade and I put Kid Rock on <laughs> and it was Ball with a Ball. And because it was on the radio, it had a all the... Uh, swears were censored mm -hmm. so I had the only memory I really have of Kid Rock is just a very vivid uh, radio edit just like in that song yep. uh huh yeah that and that ruins an otherwise great Kid Rock song <laughs> <laughs> just having that radio edit in there yeah it's funny when you go to Detroit, there's several things named after Kid Rock. Yeah. Which is really funny. He was like the biggest thing out of Detroit for a number of years. Oh totally yeah um <laughs> So what was it, was that your first like big trip out of the country at that age? Uh, I went on like two week trips. Uh -huh. uh, my school had a lot of exchange programs and stuff That's and cool. I was always up to jump on those when they happened. So I went to like two weeks to France and then two weeks to Italy mm -hmm. and then this was like a really big deal. And uh, yeah. now I look back and I was like, I was 16 um, and one weekend my friends and I were like, we're just gonna go to Budapest for the weekend. And <laughs> yeah. this was before the internet, or like, the, no, the internet was there but like, her Czech, the Czech family I was staying with didn't have it. Mm -hmm. So I had to plan how we're going to get there, where are we going to stay? And we didn't have, we had to have a map and we were 16 and we just did it. So I'm like, now awesome. it's just pretty like unsafe. It makes us feel lazy too though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, I, I can do this on my phone in two minutes. But like back then it was like a project and you're a teenager and suddenly you can drink. And like, that was really exciting too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, you're from here. You're I'm from, from New York. Staten Island. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So was like, uh, was maybe traveling uh, no big deal? <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it sort of was like a little quiet, a little bit <laughs> yeah. uh, of like not as much happening. Uh, but this Prague is a really small city. It's really manageable. So when you don't have a car and um, so it was able to like, and school was kind of a joke when we were there. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have a lot of studies. So it was just kind of trying to find things to, it was more discovery of like, what can I do? What can I see? And uh, it was so cheap that you just, you could make your money work a little bit better, but it definitely was quieter compared to New York. Yeah. Uh, a lot less anxious and a little smellier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The people use deodorant a little bit more sparingly. <laughs> It's got to be nice though to have to be to get out of the city at that age too, because I think uh, I'm not from here, 
Um, but, you know, one of those things that people from outside New York say is like New York <laughs> thinks it's the center of the universe oh, quite yeah. often. Uh-huh. But to give like any young person perspective that maybe there are things outside of New York seems like a really valuable and good Thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was good to see a really different way of life. And at that time, it was barely a decade after the wall came down. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people was really fresh in their memory of what communism was and what it was mm-hmm. like. Whoa. And her parents were like, her mom was a gymnast who was able to travel the world because she was a gymnast. So she learned English, but it was like no one else could at, in yeah. the Czech Republic at that time. Or was Czechoslovakia, rather. Yeah. Anyway, just interesting little facts. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened not that long ago. Well, things are shitty now, but yeah. these things have been shitty everywhere. Yeah, but I think that, like, especially being from just America in general. Yeah. And, like, I'm from Westchester, so, oh, okay. like, New York City adjacent. But, like, you're right. We don't... Growing up, I feel like I didn't really have the perspective of, like, how other places live. Um, yeah. Like, even going to London, like, I went on a walking tour, and the guy was like, we're in the financial district. We have all these, like, beautiful glass buildings. Do you want to know why? It's like, <laughs> sure. And he was like, well, you know, when the Germans bombed us. And it's like, oh, right. Like, history is real. And, like, <laughs> like these things happen. And Wake it's so up, easy. People. History is real. Sheeple. <laughs> it's so easy for us to just be like, well, yeah, I mean, that was in my book. And it, it didn't, didn't happen, happen to, to real us. People. Exactly. Yeah. We can't. We don't have that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Until you start traveling and you're like, oh my gosh, if you go to Dresden, it's like, uh, it's still so burned out. I mean, mean, they've kept it that way as a monument, but Mm -hmm. still really interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, As a lifelong New Yorker. Ah, yes. What is your relationship like with New York City? Oh, I think because we always had like foreign exchange students or we always had people from other places, which I always wanted when I was a teenager because I was like, oh, I want to be able when I get older to travel to places and have friends in other places. Um, And I still keep in contact with those exchange students Mm -hmm. that I've had. So a lot of my New York time was as a tour guide to to people. And uh, and my mother is also a native New Yorker. So she would all, so we would always be showing people around. So now whenever anyone comes to the city from anywhere, my mother is like, I'll take them around. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, it's like a, your feet will be really tired by the end. (laughs) She Uh walks really fast. Uh, So uh, I think my thing to New York City is always, a little bit sometimes taking it from an outsider's point of view because I was able to see it through like these other people's eyes of like, oh yeah, sometimes it is beautiful to just look up or take in these moments or I don't know, just getting a city bike and take going along the West Side Highway is really beautiful. Like, yeah. uh, so I think I always renew my love in New York every so often, but then other times it's just a garbage pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's like that love hate of like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I, it's this amazing, beautiful place. And then other times it's just a packed train of rats. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, it's a love hate, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think that like a love hate describes, I feel like how most people here view the city, yeah. but I think that is um, maybe less common to look at it from an outsider, like try to have like an outsider's, a fresh set of eyes, maybe like every yeah. so often. I think it's very easy to, um, What's, what would it be, myopic? Like have yeah. like a myopic view of the city yeah. uh, and, and not really be able to zoom out sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, because like there's things that we see every day that are like they're special, but because we see them every day, they sort of fade to the background. Like yeah. 
out the window behind us is the Empire State Building. And <laughs> yes. like, I know. Hi. <laughs> yeah, hi hello. Everybody. Oh, they're all waving. <laughs> uh, yeah, we forget these. Yeah. Or just like the way the sun hits the Chrysler Building at sunset. It's yeah. like really beautiful. Yeah. Or like that thing of, I think about this where like, just because it's not my cup of tea doesn't mean it's not kind of cool. Like we know we all lament Times Square. Yes. But there yeah. are times when I'm passing, like if I'm passing Seventh Avenue at mm-hmm. night on like 40th, yeah, and I look up and see all of Times Square like looking back at me, I still think it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I've only been doing that for like seven years of my life, but it's like. Uh, you know, other times I'll be in the middle of Times Square and think like, God, this fucking oh, I know. place. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's beautiful cool. and it's huge. Oh, it's yeah. Just like, the scale oh, is massive. Yeah. I, and I think the thing that also like whenever I'm with like people not from New York, what they realize, like the scale is huge, but also there's stuff everywhere. Yes. It's like on this island, it's packed with everything. Whereas like there's city limits to a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Whereas like we are just jam-packed on this one spot and uh just like yeah anywhere you go you will see something yeah one of the best things uh somebody was asking for directions on the street (laughs) and one of the best things i ever heard was uh you know all right make a right here walk about this many blocks if you hit a river you've gone too far (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's pretty true I love yeah. like forgetting that this is an island <laughs> that we're surrounded by water. Because then oh, sometimes yes. it like sneaks up on you a little bit. Yeah, it does. you're like, whoa, wow, hey, there's yeah. water. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is like one of my favorite things of when a train goes over a bridge, like an above ground uh, train mm-hmm. uh, over a, a bridge. I think like that's the most beautiful. It's when I'm yeah. like, oh, that's look at this. How Especially did... at sunset. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Yes. And then, and then you're delayed, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't get anywhere in time. Um, so, since you have this uh, experience tour guiding people, yes. do you have like almost like spidey senses of like what people are gonna like, and like have like yes. a default like <laughs> this is what we're doing today? Oh yeah, like there's a couple of cluster places. Like, uh, like I know like Empire State Building's on 34th, and you're gonna want to hit it right before sunset <laughs> because then you get it during the daytime you wait and then you get it at nighttime mm-hmm. so you get like that transition which they love because then you get like <laughs> double the pictures uh so that's always good and then you head up to 42nd street and uh grand central is always really impressive there's an oyster bar in the in mm-hmm. the in the bottom in the basement which is like this old 70s relic where you can get a great martini and some oysters so like that is also like when you take them to places that they feel like they would not have seen on their own. That's always really fun. Um, Highline is always great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of like start at 30, start low, Highline, 34th, an Empire State Building, Grand Central. Uh, and then from there, see how tired they are. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's like a good route. Um, and uh, oh, Washington Square Park is always really mm-hmm. nice. Like walking yeah. around the village and kind of not knowing where you're going is also kind of like fun. Yeah. And like the little streets. But yeah, it's stuff that they think they would not have seen on their own or like right. with a book or like you give them a fact that they're like, wow, that's real <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, like I, the, the Czech student we had, what I told her, I saw like, you know, this is a horrible term for these kinds of tank tops, but like a wife beater. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's, that's 
that's a term for that kind of like tank top and that's why she goes oh, that's amazing <laughs> and I was like no no it's it's not but she's like do you have other words like that and I'm like no I don't want to I, I hope like, not I hope not <laughs> but like that kind of thing she's like I never like those little yeah. things that they would never know that they can take back home yeah and be like that's oh, a that's story so I had friends in from France a while ago and we were walking around the West Village and I think we were just like going to get pizza or something mm-hmm. I was like the true New York thing to do and there's basketball courts right there at oh, West 4th yeah and one of the guys this guy Eddie just darted across the street because he was like oh my god it's just people playing street basketball <laughs> in New York I was like mm-hmm. uh-huh, yeah. I planned that for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, those are the fun things of like, oh, I didn't think this would this would interest anyone. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah. Or sometimes you go by my mom. There was an old German exchange student we had. Like he was my brother's like 20 years ago. Um, and he came to New York and he and my mom, my mom took him around and they went through Times Square. And uh, Darius Rucker, the old mm-hmm. uh, 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 from Hootie and Hootie the Blowfish, yeah, had like a concert. And mm-hmm. my mom was like, he loved it. <laughs> he like, was so entranced. And my mom was like, uh, he's from Hootie and the Blowfish. Like she was not like impressed, but he thought it was like so amazing. He's like, That's New great. York has everything. So did, do you think like traveling young helped you have eyes like that or? Yeah, I think because my, I'm from Staten Island, but I'm also, I'm from kind of by the ferry. So yeah. we were always really close to New York. And I think, uh, as you go farther in Staten Island, the far, the less likely people will go to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So I think my mom didn't want, my mom and my dad didn't want my brother and I to have that. Like we, they wanted us to be more of the city rather than Staten Island. So, um, so I think, uh, what was the question again? Oh, like have, traveling young, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we, we traveled a lot. Like uh, I think I went to Europe when I was 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And so then I knew I wanted to travel more. And so, and I, I did another thing in London. My brother's in the Navy. So oh, okay. he travels all around the world. So I think definitely it's been, travel's been a big part of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like how we see the world. Yeah. I mean, I'm from just outside of Boston and Pat's from just outside of New York. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, my family didn't really travel like internationally very yeah. much at all. Uh, my mom's from California. So we would go like across the country yeah, a yeah. lot. But, um, but even that that ad, that seems like it goes hand in hand with the attitude of like we want to be able to go into the city, mm-hmm. we want to, our kids to experience the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, those seem to be related because I I can even remember, I mean I grew up eight miles from Boston, mm-hmm. which uh, on a good day no traffic is like ten to fifteen minutes in a car. Oh, it's wow. like nothing, yeah. you know, and um, we like never went in. <laughs> And I knew a lot of kids that went on even less than me and things yeah. like that. And it was just this thing of like, I remember getting after college old enough. I was working in Boston and going in every day. Where did you like, go to college? Uh, Fairfield University. Oh, that's right. I knew that. I did yeah, know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember. And, um, and I was like, man, we could have been, I, I could have been coming in here like my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and not that Boston is um, <laughs> like the, I don't know, the gateway to the world or anything, <laughs> but it is certainly uh, a lot it's more of an eye-opening city. place than the suburb I was from, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it was just like, I didn't have parents that particularly loved the idea of like bringing us into the city to show us around stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, Pat, where did you go to school? I went to school in Rochester, New York. Okay. I went to RIT. Oh, okay. That's yeah. nice. Uh, yeah. Rochester. Uh, I, 
it, they have an improv festival there that I've been to several yeah. years. Oh, cool. A long time ago. But <laughs> to me, it looked like... Oh, this is going to be an insult. <laughs> no, I won't say it. They have garbage plates. Those, they are, do, those are good. They do have garbage plates. It's, and it, no, it's fine. Like, yeah. I just saw a picture my friend posted from the airport, and it's a frozen tundra Oh, currently. my God. Yeah. Uh, it And honestly, one of the reasons I went up there was, like, because I applied to a bunch of schools down here. Like, uh, I applied to Pratt and SVA. Yeah. And ultimately, one of the reasons I wanted to go up there was to have a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um because Rochester is Western New York, yeah. and most of New York is farmland. Like mm-hmm. you drive hour or two outside of the city, and it's all farmland. Yeah. Uh, and that also meant that I was getting eight months of winter and yeah. like digging a car out of a ton of snow, but also like a very different experience. Yeah, it is so funny that we call like New York like the city. Like mm-hmm. whenever I was a kid, I thought that was so. Like we called Staten Island the island, and Staten <laughs> Island and, and New York City was the city. So yeah. you're from the island, you're going to the city, and we like use these very general terms as if we were the only ones. Oh, <laughs> right, that, yeah. like, oh this is the island. It's yeah. It's like there's a, there is a lot of how people are. What? That's how people are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they think wherever they are yes. is like that's all. It. That's it. Yeah. Here it is. But oddly enough, Western New York, a lot of people are like, oh, the city, you're from like New York City. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a big one. I mean, in terms of is. cities that could be the city. Term, <laughs> in terms of cities, it's a, a big one. good city. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is worth mentioning, though, speaking of travel in Rochester, but you have got to be one of the most well-traveled improvisers uh, yeah. like, in the world. Yeah. I um, did, I, in the, I'd sort of like, I don't plan it, yeah. but it's sort of like this year I went on 10 trips. Whoa for improv related purposes. Uh, and last year, I think I went like 11. It just sort of like happens throughout the year that, uh, yeah. And you I go have, to both like big places and little places. I mean, you've been everywhere. I just went to Winnipeg, which was Whoa, really cool. cool. Oh, in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then la- last year I went to um, uh, uh, Norway twice, which was really great. So it's just all these improv is kind of expanded in so many places that you can really go to a festival anywhere yeah. and uh, and then you start meeting people and then they start recommending you for other festivals so that's just sort of how it happens I have a I've kept all my lanyards from mm. all my festivals <laughs> so I have this giant just stack of lanyards that do nothing <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, and because also like once you've been improvising for about 15 years you look back and because if you go to a festival like I've been to the Boston Improv Festival mm-hmm. maybe eight nine ten times or so uh and then you just kind of look back like wow yeah i've been there that many times yeah uh i've got the lanyards to prove it <laughs> so yeah you do something long enough you get yeah there. but yeah I what's some um, trips i mean what are some of like the i guess like benefits or even just like uh i don't even know what i'm asking like those little pearls maybe you pick up by seeing something you know so well all over the world, teaching it in addition to like performing. Yeah, it's really interesting to see because New York is such, or even to realize that New York has a really distinct style of mm-hmm. improv. Like to me, this is how you improvise. Mm-hmm. But then you go to other places and you're like, oh, okay, no, it's not how everyone does it. Um, uh, I know in Canada, having like, um, they have a, a DJ there for a lot of shows mm-hmm. that doesn't place music when you're doing stuff. Uh, and I, And I remember they were like, I was directing a show and they said, like, do you want the DJ? And I was like, no, we don't need it. And then everyone was like, I wish we had that DJ. <laughs> I was like, Why? Why do we need the DJ? Man. But it was, I mean, it was, gr- it was great in certain shows. Uh, but I was like really surprised. I was like, 
oh, this is something that comes along with it. Yeah. Uh, so seeing it through like why people like that and what they thought mm -hmm. about it was really interesting. And um, genre-based improv was really popular in Hawaii when I went there. Uh, like different, like seeing what really appeals to people in different places uh, is really interesting. And I think that also comes from uh, not, you have to really get the masses involved. Like New York is basically a place of art culture. Like all, we already have an audience built in. Sure. But some, if you go to like Winnipeg, the audience is going to be not as much. So it's like, how do you get normal everyday people to come see this show? Mm -hmm. How do you get people who are, not, who are not improvisers to see shows? So I think that that happens a lot more in other places. Um, or like Edmonton. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Edmonton and Winnipeg are two of the ones I've been recently. Um, yeah, so it's just... It's just interesting. Like, uh, who is even going to improv shows is actually really interesting too. Right. Like, the ages are all different. It's not all college kids. It's yeah. not all other comedy nerds. So it's really interesting to see what they put up, why they do it, and then who comes to see it. Mm -hmm. um, which is something that's been really, really interesting. And I also steal a lot of warm ups. <laughs> oh from yeah, them. that's great. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I was because those are like those know no bounds. Oh no, no. I'm like, <laughs> oh, the, give me the rules. Got it. Yeah. Yep. I taught one. Um, Oh, no, I, uh, I went to Winnipeg and I learned this new warm up. I taught it to like a practice group I was with. The very next day, I heard it in another room being done. <laughs> and I was like, what? I just, I just taught someone that. And now suddenly it's like already picking up. Like people really love cool. a new warm up. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get a new one in the community and it oh, yeah. spreads around. Yeah. Has it's a good one, year. And yeah. Then... <laughs> it's one where you shout like, instead of bunny bunny, it's pasta, pasta, <laughs> pasta. And then you go rigatoni, rigatoni. <laughs> like, it's, so it was really easy to hear. And it was really fun to hear. Oh, like, that's... oh, it's like this oral tradition that sort of just immediately starts expanding. That's so fun. That's really cool. Yeah. I, uh, I went to Dublin last summer mm. and went and saw a stand up there. Yeah. And it's, it was surprising to me how much like local culture you can just pull out of just seeing a handful of stand-ups or like who's actually showing up to these shows. Yeah. And the thing that was really surprising to me was that was a very conversational room. Yeah. Like they were mm -hmm. like the MC talking to everybody. Didn't mm -hmm. matter who you were, you were being talked to. <laughs> and like a lot of people in the crowd just very willing to what I would normally consider heckle and the comedians were just like, all right, well, if you're going to do that, let's, <laughs> let's spar. Yeah. And it was just fascinating to me. Wow. Uh, when I was teaching in Norway, uh, I was just, they were in, it was all in English cause mm -hmm. they are, they, they're so smart there. <laughs> they, like <laughs> everything's in, like they don't mind switching between English and Norwegian doesn't bother them. Uh, but I was teaching this workshop and suddenly got the vibe that this place called Bergen was really shitty. <laughs> like so many scenes came out. I was like, well, at least we're not in Bergen. And I was like, wow, I just really hate Bergen. <laughs> um, and the, all the Oslo kids were like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> we do. It's like, the, it's, yeah. I was like, wow, that's really funny. Like just things that start coming up, like, wow, you're really shitting on this other place. <laughs> it's funny to me. Yeah. Well, we love you, Bergen. Oh, yeah, Bergen. They said it rains a lot, so I was like, oh, uh, yes. Never mind. Never Soft mind. Bergen. Yeah, Bergen. Sorry. We don't like you. Uh, can you think of a show maybe internationally that you saw that, like, blew your mind? Or that was, you were just like, wow, I did not expect to see this here. Yeah. Um, when I was in Edmonton, that's when I first met um, the people from the Norwegian theater, Ted Andre Diatrut which means the Whoa. other theater in Norway. And mm -hmm. that was the first time I saw them. And uh, they were doing an improvised romantic comedy, which I was like, 
okay, I've seen these. <laughs> like, I, whatever. I like it, it's. I sort of was like, ah, this seems like a tired old format to me, because um, we could pitch so much genre sure. stuff. But then I saw it, and they were all actors, and they all like brought so much love and heart to all the characters, and they actually were just really good that mm-hmm. it really blew me away that I had I came in with this preconceived notion of how this was going to be based on like how New Yorkers would do it or maybe how improvised improviser New Yorkers would do it but these were actors from Norway who were improvising as we would as like an American romantic comedy mm-hmm. and to me I was really blown away at like just the heart and the like they they actually actually have like kissing in it mm-hmm. which, and you really started feeling for these characters and they also did these Costume changes, which Whoa. usually I would be like, "Oh come on, costumes!" <laughs> which is, uh, but they proved me wrong. It was really they used it to its advantage, and they had these amazing, wonderful characters. And it brought to me uh, just how great improv can be if you treat it really well, mm-hmm. and you really let have the patience, and you kind of bring some weight to it. So I was really blown away when I first saw them. And every time I see the Norwegians, I'm always really blown away at just they're real actors yeah, when they do yeah. it. They're actors who are improvising, and um, uh, but they're not like actor actor like in right, quotes. Right. They're actually just bringing a lot of heart and integrity to everything they do, and they don't play jokes, right? They, which is also like really nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, per- perhaps a less heartfelt, but I just saw Two Square last night, yeah. which is John Lutz and uh, Peter Groves, yeah. and. They're, you know, like older Chicago dudes who it's like you can I can watch so much of what they're doing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Just act. Yes. Just like or just like commit really hard to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be funny. Like yeah. it doesn't have yeah. to be genius. It does not have to be the funniest or the best premise in the world at all. Yeah. But um, bringing that level of like respect to the stage is something that like can just make such a huge difference. Yeah. The very first kind of slow comedy show I ever saw was a DCM back in 2004, I believe. Uh, and it was Dazariski, which was Bob Dassey, uh, Craig Kakowski, and Rich Tellerico. And they just washed a car for an hour. Uh, <laughs> and it was so good. Uh, and that's sort of actually what, well, you know, brought us to like Armando and like mm-hmm. learning from Armando um, uh-huh. was watching them. Uh, yeah, before he started Magnet. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a great, great thing. All these uh, we've talked about the whole world. Oh my gosh, we covered it. <laughs> and it's, but it's all thanks to this mixtape that oh. uh, Lewis made yes. you. Yeah, uh, exactly. which is so cool. Uh, so, if just for a moment, yeah. Um. Lewis, your boyfriend, uh-huh. when you were 15, 16? Right. Uh, we, we started when we were 15, yeah. Um, you guys are still together. Yeah. And it's so cool. Yeah. It'll be 20 years soon. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> what is one great thing about Lewis? Oh. Um, it can be two if you need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Top he, he probably won't listen to this, so I can say anything. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, oh, I was in this podcast. Like, oh, great. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I think he's very calming mm-hmm. in a way. I'm, I can be, I think, I used to be a lot more, but high stronger, like anxious or like worried about a lot of things. And my, I'm, my brain is always going really quick. And I think he is a good way of like calming me down to be like, this putting things in perspective and um, 
uh, making it like all okay. And plus, he's also very funny and patient and uh, very smart. So that's too many things. Come yeah, on. I know. Uh, uh, he, he makes me want to be better. Yeah. So that's I, great. there's a lot of things. That's but, wonderful. Um, yeah. Hi, Lou. She's great. <laughs> Hey, we Lou. talked about He's you. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much thank for joining us, Megan. So thank you for having me. What a delight. What a treat. Oh my gosh. Thank you. All those things. Uh, where can people see you or find out what you're up to? Great. Um, if you're on Twitter, at Gray Megan, G-R-A-Y-M-E-G-A-N. Uh, also, Junior Varsity, Thursdays at 7 o'clock, uh, starting in January. And then the Armando Diaz Experience, 7.30 uh, at the Magnet Theater. So yeah. Saturday, 7.30. Yeah. That's, that's it. all that great stuff. All that great stuff. So yeah, check out Megan at the theater uh, all those times and more. You're all around the schedule. Yes. <laughs> um, go see her. Go see That'll her. Be great. And yeah, well, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you. And thank until you next so time, everybody. Hit repeat. Yeah. yeah. Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.